It is Tuesday evening, and we all know what that means. It is time for the 58th edition of the Michael Anthony Show. Why don't you get those earphones in and get those dancing shoes out? Tell your pals it's time to party. Drop the junk. The sinking sand of despair. The smell of dread in the air. I'm head to toe in my own Any Manchester United fans who have even 1%, one ounce of their body, their spirit, their mind, their soul committed to Ole in, who think that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer deserves to stay at Manchester United and it is a bored problem and it's Woodward's fault and sacking him will change nothing. That isn't true. We all know this is Woodward's fault. We all know this is the fault of the board and people higher up the ladder of Manchester United Football Club. But the mistake was made with Jose. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer does not deserve to benefit off mistakes made towards great managers. We need to talk about some facts really, really quickly. Manchester United's last 23 league games have produced 26 points. He has won six, drawn eight, lost nine. The goal difference is minus five, scored 28, conceded 33. These fixtures include teams like Cardiff, Huddersfield, Norwich and Brighton. We play Tottenham at home against Jose Mourinho, who started unbelievably well and knows our team inside out, probably still better than Ali Solskjaer. Does. He introduced fucking some of the coaches to the concept of coaching. We play him next, and after that, we play Man City. Back to back league winners, one of the best sides in Europe. We currently have won 4 and 14 this season. By the time we play those two games, in all likelihood, we will have won 4 in 16 matches. Pepe Mel, known to be one of the worst managers in Premier League history, his West Brom job is still slated to this day, won 3 in 17. Go to Newcastle. Ask them what they think of John Carver. Not as a man, but as a manager. Worst and you will get a lot of laughter. You will get a lot of Geordie topless anger. He won 3-20. and 20. When we go winless in all probability in the next two, Oli Solskjaer will have won 4 of 16 this season. That's one quarter of games. Leaving us maximum best case scenario three points above the relegation zone. It's unrealistically bad. I've had people say to me, it's as bad as it could have went. Solskjaer's job at United is, it's the worst that could have happened. No, it's not. It exceeds that. This is Edmonton Oilers post-Gretzky. This is Red Sox post-Ruth. This is one of the biggest sporting crises ever. This is the worst head coach slash managerial job in the history of sport. If Ed Woodward hadn't got a manager in and had just stood on the sideline, threw on an EW tracksuit and had Richard Arnold standing beside him, we would have more than 26 points in our last 23 league games. We would have a better start to the season than four wins in 16 games. It's not the worst that could happen. The worst that could happen is we'd still be struggling 
to get top four and not really competing for trophies. That's as bad as it gets, even with a board like this, if you have a proper manager in, a Van Gaal job, a Mourinho job, this shit is just ridiculous. We have assembled a back five that rivals any in European football in terms of expenditure. Wan-Bissaka over 50 million, Harry Maguire over 80, Lindelof 35, and the keeper who was only bought for 18 million still is valued now at around 55, 60. It's one of the most expensive back fives in Europe. People are talking about players' windows. This guy doesn't deserve the right to spend it. His CV said he couldn't do the job and he quite clearly can't. He can't not just do the job. He's a disgrace to Miza. He's a disgrace to Miza. He's not a football manager. And he's a great guy. As I've said many times, happy when skies are grey, hero. No one wants to dislike Oli Solskjaer. It's not his fault. He got taken from a Norwegian fishing town and offered to be the caretaker manager at a club that he could never even dream of. Then he gets offered a permanent basis. Yeah. What's going to tell his wife? No, I'm rejecting fucking uh, 10 times my old salary. And he's not going to resign either because he can't. So as fans, as opposed to going, what does sucking him do? It's not a managerial problem. It's both now. So it used to be just a board problem and believing in player power and commercialism and not giving the manager a chance to express himself, but now it's both. So it doesn't mean Solskjaer's exempt from being criticised as a manager. It's both now. So let's just do what we can do straight away. For the next two weeks, let's just forget about Woodward and the board and let's just get Ole to leave the club. It's as bad as it could have gone. No, it's not. Let's weigh up situations where things go as bad as possible. Let's say you're getting married, okay? You're getting married. What's as bad as possible, the bride... Not showing up, not really. That happens. Yeah. That's that's floating outside the floor. Even not showing up, you get your heart broken. Done. What about like an uncle having a heart attack and getting carried out in a body bag? Really bad. bad yeah. That's early league cup exit, Europa League qualification, no title race. What about that guy? The last time you saw him, he was doing your father-in-law's account. You've never really known who he is, and he's now in his second hour, standing at the edge of the kids' table, <laughs> and everyone's going, "What is he up to?" Where's his wife and kids? He don't have any. That's why he's standing at the edge of the kids' table asking really strange questions. That is... That's seventh. That's miser. But Solskjaer is a group of men aged 30 to 32 clapping on, laughing and supporting their mate in a choreographed, scripted dance with his wife-to-be. And then just as the beat drops, they surround that couple and start chanting Tiesto thinking it's funny. That's Ollie Solskjaer's job at United. It's uniquely bad. If I go into a restaurant, what are the big fears? The food's going to be terrible. That's not good crack. That's no, really bad. That's yeah. not a title race. You have one of those bump-ins, a terrible oh. bump-in where the guy stands at the edge of your table while you're eating, though, and the person you're with doesn't even know him or else you don't know him the other person does. Oh, and he's just at... A, like, you're there to eat. We're there to engage in eating. Just don't... Just leave it. Just a wave. There's no need. Unless you're in like the top 10 people in this person's life, don't approach their table. That's a bad thing in a restaurant. That's one of the worst things that could happen. That's as bad as it could go. Yeah. Or a waiter who doesn't have the confidence to express himself demands, because he was given out to by his manager last week, to read the entire menu for you. And you don't want to hear it. No one wants this to happen. You don't want to hear it. You just want to read it. He doesn't want to present it. And you just can't explain that because you're just embarrassing more. So you can't go, bro, just leave it. It's cool. Thanks. So they sad. are things that are as bad as it can go. What Ali Solskjaer is you, after your meal, taking your phone to the toilet and reading articles for 15 minutes, just getting lost in some football article and then 
after 15 minutes, you go, oh, yeah, good article. You start washing her hands, you open the door to the jacks, and that kind of attractive waitress is waiting there with a mop, and she's just giving you a look as if to say, you were in there for 15 minutes. And now you're leaving a restaurant. Now you're now you're in unrealistically bad territory. You walk back to your seat and you feel that the whole restaurant can smell whatever you have just yeah, done in there. You start debating, was there a camera? You start going, no, there's actually a camera in there. Toilet exits are the worst thing in the world. Airplanes, anywhere, everyone is just going, look at you. People you just engaged in a human act that hasn't changed since the 200 BC. It should happen in a forest, in a jungle. Forget your phone, forget your clothing, forget your beliefs, yeah. forget everything everything got to do with modern culture we all know what you just did shouldn't be done in public no excretion shouldn't be done in a place where there is other people it is too embarrassing that's Ollie Solskjaer Ollie Solskjaer is when you go to a new girlfriend's house and you're dreading the situation of like meeting her father what kind of guy is he going to be like what if he's one of those like real intimidating just, just nosy guys who doesn't share any of your belief yeah. and just really doesn't like the concept of verbosity or He's just a real defensive guy, a cold man, you know what I mean? But what if you walk in and it's an Ollie Solskjaer job? What if you walk in and this guy suddenly has an opinion on your girlfriend slash his daughter's clothing? He has no other sons. He's like dad of daughters kind of weird. He knows the X Factor lineup. She sits on his lap on Christmas Eve and stuff like that at 22. Do you know what I mean? He'd say, why did you wear the blue one tonight, Alice? Yeah, hey, what, what, what about the green one? And it's like a semi-sexual relationship, that kind of father. That's all he saw, sure. It's just yeah. out of nowhere bad. No one saw these stats. It is absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy. There's no person who can care about Manchester United. There's not one person who can care about Manchester United whose primary sporting thought right now doesn't involve him waking up every single day and hoping that Ollie Saucer sack from Manchester United is about to occur. There's a little bit of guilt in all the other ones. Like when Van Gaal left, you're like, ah, we shouldn't be sacking managers, not the right way to. When Josie left, we're like, oh, this club is in just such trouble. This is horrible. It feels so bad. It's another black mark in the history of modern Manchester United. But this one is just a time for celebration. This has taken us back to April 14 when Moisey walked out. Ollie Saucer has to go. He's damaging the brand. And he's making me all the more emotional. He's making me all the more emotional when I think about the glory days. And when I think about the fear I had the day news came in that the godfather, basically God, Sir Alex Ferguson, was leaving Manchester United. It's one of those things you always dread. For 16 years, I imagine what it would be like when news came in that the person that always made you think that everything will always be okay was leaving Manchester United. He had that effect. Yeah, you did, hear yeah. people who are devoted to religion talk about the effect of Allah or Christ and the yeah. hand on the shoulder and, and the concept of not feeling like you're fully in control of your destiny and there's just a positive figure in life He's telling you to. it's all going to be okay. As long as he was on our side, we were okay. Yeah. Fergie's just outlook on everything was always right. He was always correct at the end of the day, long term. He was everything. He was the leader. He was the maker. I remember I remember the day incredibly well. When he left, I was um, doing an exam the next day in the RDS. And I remember that night I was on my laptop, like trying to just like do what you do. And word came in on Twitter um, out of nowhere yeah. that Fergie... I had suspicions after the Real Madrid game when he didn't do a, a press conference after we got knocked out. 
um, when Andy got sent off for no reason I kind of knew he wouldn't do that unless it was his last one but Paddy Power started putting Moyes to, to one to ten and had Fergie to leave like closed markets and stuff like that and couldn't really sleep that night I remember going into the exam just couldn't concentrate at all um, the minute it was over the minute you were allowed to leave I just yeah. rushed out legged it out tried to turn on the phone but this was 2013 they didn't really turn on with much speed and like it was hard to connect to Wi-Fi's instantly you know, it was a different era and then I just remember this classmate a proper red to the core motherfucker goes um, he's gone that's a moment I think I'll remember forever yeah, him bad. saying he's gone that connects me mm. to that voice forever yeah. do you know what I mean that blood left my face I just went into a state of panic sheer and utter panic and I remember just bursting out of there looking back it would have been absolutely outrageous there was like 19 year old girls getting their notes prepared and I remember knocking an A4 folder yeah. accidentally out of someone's hand and then I started going to the Polish security guard is it is it true has Fergie left all trouble he's like I don't I don't know like why would he now do you know what I mean he's there to tell people where to park and I just legged it legged it out of the RDS and kept running I think that symbolised me running away from the fear yeah. and, and the knowledge that things were never going to be the same again as much as we like to tell ourselves we're Manchester United no one ever knows how to respond to that level of success afterwards how do you deal with it sure the club didn't the club tried to be outside the box so much that they basically caused this to happen by getting Moyes in how do we deal with this I'll tell you what we're doing we're so big we'll do it the Manchester United way we had a way everyone else was doing things off stats and facts we had a way because we were Man United we got so lost in this concept of being better than everyone else we got Moisey in and I remember just as I was running the reality started setting in I started getting texts left right and centre on my phone in fairness there was people from all different sorts of footballing backgrounds getting on to me there was messages from rent boys there was messages from North Bankers there was a Leeds message and dare I say even the odd scouser yeah. although it was the greatest day of their footballing lives so far probably there was still a little bit of respect in some of them that could say I'm sorry and I remember just getting to Donnybrook and realising this is irrational there's no further I can go I'm so far from home and I just sat down on uh, the, the wall outside the fire station beside Eddie's and there was people asking me, are you okay and stuff? And then you came, I rang you and you came and you picked me up and uh, I just, we just sat in silence. It's weird. It's a weird place to be when not only is all the fears, not only have they come true mm. in Manchester United-wise, it's, it's way worse than we ever could have imagined, but not really. Because when you're that high, the fall is always so great. It was always going to be a complicated one, and we were always going to be so confused by our previous success. That what comes after? We were always going to be so just irrational and just... (sighs) Jesus. You were able to, I suppose, in a way back then put it to one side it was 2013 man it was it was a different era just before we we went to California for the first yeah, time for a summer you go with fucking 18 outlaws all all in the peak of their emotional liberty to go spend a summer sleeping in basically around shit overflowing toilets making the carpet go brown paying less rent than the boys under the Temple Oak Bridge fucking shoulders easier to peel than the, the lids of Actimales and a culture that it was just so fucking carefree. Although, as much as that 2013 Californian trip is celebrated, it was probably also the host of my lowest point. Oh. I don't know if I've been fully transparent with you on this before, but one night, all these kids who 
were just trying to figure out what the world was about yeah. all decided to go to a strip club oh yeah and uh <laughs> No one really had the means to get like a dance or anything, so you just kind of stand there drinking one quid Bud Lights and all. And I remember what happened. Um, I went on a dance. On yeah, the but she, she, you said she asked you to to get one. Yeah, and then she said I'll give you another one for yeah. free. So yeah, I and then you ended up actually kissing her. Okay, so you kissed the strip. But I thought, yeah. Yeah, but I remember at the time, as embarrassing that is now, that you went into a. Uh, Strip club openly admitting I'm an absolute fucking loser, seeking yeah. just a tease, not even pleasure. I just want to be teased, and then she teased you to such an extent that she could make you fall in love with her. Now that's really embarrassing, but yeah. at the time I remember it was a big moment for you. And when we were walking out, there was a lot of guys that were angry at you. There was yeah. a lot of guys who were annoyed that the stripper was into you. I mean, it's at an age where you're completely redesigning yourself to attract yourself to the opposite yeah. sex. Everyone's deciding their genre and going, "What gives me the best?" chance to appeal do you know what I mean so there's like mad bastards there's sporty dudes there's music yeah. there's art there's stoners it's all these little sex that allow you to basically present yourself in what you believe to be the most appealing manner so yeah there's a lot of guys walking out there angry but I wasn't angry I was just utterly fascinated no, but mine was worse than anger mine was worse than anger I remember actually thinking okay if she was into him I have a chance here. If she's into that five foot eight microphone, I'm bringing my ass back here, and I'm, I'm, I'm spending the evening with yeah, the stripper, yeah. if not spending a two month relationship with her. I mean, she was like thirty two, and yeah, she was she, a, was, she yeah. was a beautiful woman. Tattooed, yeah, was she, she was, was yeah. coolest time I ever thought it was. Yeah, yes, definitely Average, the coolest yeah. you ever thought you were. You were twenty, and yeah. the like thirty year olds. Stripper, fucking no. Michelle Pfeiffer stripper I just yeah. exchanged numbers with you yeah, yeah, and blocked the camera and maybe yeah. even done more stuff so yeah. I went in and I remember I sold it as when everyone was angry I was like here man I'm gonna go back and talk to her make sure this whole thing's legit like just make yeah. sure she wasn't winding you up like fuck me she's into it when we were 20 in reality I was just going in to try and nick it I was going in going if she's into that fucking loser I'm spending my summer with a stripper so I obviously walked in expected a king's chair as you just described that you got like she was properly properly into you so I walked in and just kind of floated around seeing if she'd ask me for the dance just never did Never did. Was just looking at me. I think at one point the uh, bouncer might have gone. He bothering you, Lafonda? <laughs> I eventually went in and got a private little just meeting with Lafonda in my work to see what it was about, see if it was legit. Why was that necessary? He'd already exchanged numbers. What was I going in to prove? After like five minutes of the most awkward thing ever of just her hating me and really being closed off, I'm pretty sure there was armed guards watching the whole thing. I might have got tasered. I might have got tasered. I don't know. There was electricity in some way. I remember having a seizure on the ground in some form. But that was it. I just walked out um, basically just completely humiliated and battered all um, trying to prove that your thing was was legitimate. That was a low, low moment for me. I don't think I've ever told you. So I don't really no, look no, back haven't. at that trip with the same fondness as as you might, but the world was just a better place back then. When, when Fergie left United in the year was 2013, the early parts of the decade, when yeah. the recession was still more or less there, the oh, scars yeah. of the recession were still rearing their head. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'd miss that fucking thing. Yeah. If you look at how Dublin is now, you'd absolutely miss that thing. Customer service now, they don't need you. Terrible. They don't give a shit. You used to walk in to coffee shops in 2011. They'd have fucking dogs 
singing tunes and all yeah. the thing. Like the waiter will come up to you and comment on a hat trick you scored that day in a game of fucking university no, football for no reason. They were just such gentlemen. Now now you're literally able to walk in and there go, So you the burger, did you? Oh yeah, no, we, we weren't arsed, so we just turned that off. Well, yeah, we just weren't fucked. <laughs> People were getting used to living with less. Yeah. Do you remember like the Henri handball? Do you remember how much that meant to society? It's because people had so little else going on. Do you remember Crow Park, Leinster Munster 09? It genuinely mattered. It wasn't just full of corporates and people who could just afford tickets for this big day out where they only cared about the taste of the pints. Sport was fucking huge. It mattered so much because we needed something to put our energy in. Human interaction was great. Now, I know also it was because the pre-social kind of media days were there, but it was also we just got so good with living with so little as a community. Cocaine wasn't as accessible wasn't to the everyday. Now, now cocaine, like the drug of, of the rich, is just absolutely everywhere. I was in like a kip of a suburban bar there last weekend. There was a group of maybe 12. Yeah. 12 guys in their early 30s all doing cocaine. And you got to beg the question, why does the substance exist? Why are they doing First of all, they all look the same. They all have crit sticked on hair. Is it receding? Is it not there? No one knows what it is. And they're wearing clothes and tops that their metabolism just just not allow for anymore. And the night always goes through the same stages. It always goes through the exact same stages when you're taking class A cocaine. It starts off with politeness, awkwardness. These dudes don't really know each other. That's why they're smashing blow. That's why they're meeting up and taking a class A drug. They're not in LA, they're in suburban Dublin. And it starts off with the same thing, awkwardness. With their first, maybe second pint, they've probably all gone individually to the jacks once or twice inside, and then we get the smoke break. When 10 guys go for a cigarette together, you you may as well just hold up a sign saying, we are doing cocaine. They come out in a group of 10 looking like Irish builders in New York in the 1920s trying to take a break from fucking building the Empire State. And then you just start seeing the... Uh, the communication change. You start seeing the whole mental state of every single one of these people change. Every single one of these guys is dressed to be beaten up by a bouncer. They're dressed to be assaulted. Anyone who, Most people who get assaulted by bouncers, it is their own fault they're causing trouble. These guys are wearing gear and have a general attitude that suggests... We are violent, we're willing to fight, but the minute it goes against us, we will sue you. Yeah. We will blame the bouncers, we were assaulted. It's kept following the same pattern. So it starts off then, after the first bump, the buzz is there. They can no longer keep the discipline individually going to the toilet. So they start going in groups of two and three. Why is that necessary? It's five or six seconds away. Why do you need to take someone into the jacks with you? And then that awkwardness has now left, and there's this new form of soundness they're now introducing things like eye contact and fascination in each other as opposed to just everyday tick the box questions he'd walked in they were asking each other like oh no seriously yeah. now it's like deep eye looking fascination telling boring stories and showing interest because people are coming up at different rates arguments start and someone's gotten too personal someone's so high that he's now asking people about their deep kind of mental health problems their relationship how to deal with a miscarriage the guy isn't there yet so a little argument start breaking oh, it's only asking you oh, it's only asking you Tom do you only know that fucking and then everyone's now coming up together and now we have a full Dr. Phil session in the back of this bar yeah. now yeah. everyone has broken off in groups of two and three the cocaine's flowing and everyone's having their own therapy session at every corner about how their fucking father treated them eventually they get to the stage where the drink catches up with the cocaine. The cocaine doesn't outweigh it, and now they're just a mixture 
of both but mainly just drunk and they're just out and out fucking predators en route to getting assaulted or either arrested like I heard one of them I heard one of them say to the other about a girl who walked in who they weren't with yeah. if she had any sense you think she'd put on a pair of knickers okay first of all how is threatening rape a way of expressing attraction if she'd any sense she'd put it so do you view knickers as armor you view them as protection against you if she had any sense that type of partying wasn't accessible in the early 10s, late 90s, that kind of era, no. the late Ferguson era, cocaine wasn't absolutely everywhere. Now it's just par for the course. There's no class or sector of society that's more likely to do it than the other. It's gone absolutely crazy. I miss the early part of the decade. There's certain factors, again, not just the rise of things like Instagram, people moving online, no. but even like the attitude towards climate change. We've no option but to change. The world is changing at an alarming rate. It's possibly going to be over in the next hundred years well yeah like carbon dioxide is up 15 percent in the last 27 years the global average temperature is up one degree fahrenheit in the last 27 years acres burnt by wildfires has doubled since the early 1990s ice sheets are losing tons daily okay the sea is rising We're, we're going to be drowning soon yeah well, like don't ask me years. is it you're hardly you're hardly are at the stage now where you haven't kind of engaged yourself with the fact no, that people aren't making this up and the world's absolutely fucking terrifying we've no choice the hottest the, the hottest years recorded are the last five are they so you know, back in 2013, 2012, we could deny this shit. Hmm. We just didn't have to engage with it. But now it's getting really, really fucking serious because we're seeing it every single day. Do you mean drive less? Quit red meat. If cattle were their own country, they would be third in emission of greenhouse gases behind the US and China. Okay. Do you know the effect of producing a disgraceful amount of cattle and cows in order to feed yeah. us is having? It's insane, but you just didn't have to overly concern yourself with it back in the day. All that shit didn't matter. It was kind of a mixture between the new world, where we had phones and technology, and the old world that had just that beautiful day-to-day human interaction and romance and sense of mattering. We can't really argue that the world is losing a huge changed. element of, of meaning, though, as well. Yeah. Due to a variety of factors, yeah. advances in technology and also our realisation that religion is a load of absolute bullshit as well. Yeah, like We got to a stage where we just were able to prove that too much. Mm-hmm. Science developed to an extent where it was really developing arguments where now if you fully are engaged in religion and believe in it, you kind of have to apologize yeah you're not really you kind of you kind of have to go yeah i'm, I'm, I'm choosing to ignore that stuff yeah. but i think that the way in which we deal with it the way in which we deal with like us becoming so knowledgeable of the fact that we're kind of here for no purpose is leading us to actually end ourselves before even climate does i truly believe and it would adopt that kind of hawking bill gates approach that artificial intelligence is the end of human existence absolutely like bill gates has said he does not understand how more people aren't concerned about this super intelligence that we are going to give these robots which we are creating which they they can become better than humans at anything they're having these robots now who are beating gamers who play these games for 20 years they're beating them after six weeks training they're hitting any style pitch off off a baseball fucking curveball knuckleball anything they're hitting it out of the park you can play table tennis with these they can't miss a shot they can break down any sort of information in their brain any sort of information in their brain until eventually they're going to develop a consciousness and start to understand that 
these people shouldn't be controlling us. That's our off switch. We know how we power off. And they're going to overpower us and yeah. start viewing us as we view gorillas and apes. So you actually think it'd be like, they'll take over us? I think 100%. I think we're nearly deliberately doing it because we know we're burning our own world. Yeah. We're fucking killing it. Yeah. And there's a little part of us going... Let's create this AI because they will have the ability with the intelligence. We're basically making Google their brain. Yeah. We're basically making yeah, them know computer. everything. Have you seen like Sophia communicate? Oh, it's absolutely yeah, scary. It's this robot who can like blink and has facial recognition is saying like witty comments and is not even it's guaranteeing scary. they won't overtake us. They're not even saying we won't do, but we nearly want them to because we're nearly saying as opposed to just completely not existing anymore not being on the planet the whole thing going up in flames and we're done we'll build these things they'll save the world they'll build a fucking bridge between America and Ireland in a fucking day the whole world will change we'll develop protective mechanisms from fucking asteroids and shit but we will become inferior to them they will take over the world and we will have to rely on their general kindness that they won't have originally they might have it in 300 years look at us now with like apes and gorillas it's becoming really immoral how we treat animals how, yeah but how yeah but 20 years ago look at veganism rights look at vegetarianism animal cruelty now has a stigma behind it that it never had if you're cruel to an animal now you are viewed as nearly a criminal do you know what it was like 50 years ago you're like shoot your dog and shit and 800 years ago it was nearly just a thing guaranteed that day you're going out to fucking kill an animal let alone three or four thousand years ago but now i think out of fear of of what we know these robots we're more or less creating to save our planet are going to do to us in response we're trying to go but look we were nice we were nice it's absolutely guaranteed that they are going to develop to a point where they do go okay we don't need humans now yeah. and our only way to keep this pointless existence going was to invent these things by making them greater than us that can actually achieve immortality we're like the dad who never made it as a rugby player um, but got quite close do you know what I mean he played for like the Leinster under 18s but then gave up at yeah. 21 one of the things you can guarantee is that his son's going the whole way Yeah, obviously he'll have him doing everything he didn't do yeah. we're making super intelligence we're making them Better be what we can never be and I think it's to our detriment really Alan Turing and all these people even said it man like this isn't a new train of thought Samuel Butler 1863 nobody with a philosophical mind can question the fact that they are going to take us over that, that that machinery is going to be the owners of earth we will create machines that are the inhabitants of this community when your one sophia said to will smith she doesn't like how robots yeah, are portrayed in film yeah. she that doesn't like she doesn't like how robots are portrayed in film she is a fucking robot <laughs> they're developing manipulation skills they're knowing how to pull on human emotions yeah. they're going to start man when we overdo it they're going to start calling for equal rights and a vote and shit and they'll start saying that their ability to break down knowledge and all is greater and therefore they know how to run it won't necessarily be the way it's sold in Hollywood you're getting woken up by robots in your yeah. sleep like the fucking Nazis it's just going to be a manipulation welcome to McDonald's now and the waiter now is a, a machine yeah the waiter's a machine. You, you say your order. You just type it in. Bang. It's two in the morning. You're in Mickey D's. Waiter, machine takes your order. That might as well in five right. years, that thing's going to move and you're going to talk to it. You're going to say like, here, um, Tony, I'll get 20 nuggets. In your case, 20 nuggets and a Big Mac. That is, that's the way it's going, man. It's absolutely scary. Like as, as Hawking said, we are limited by biological evolution. And he says that this possibly, if not monitored and taken really, really seriously, and maybe us even pulling back slightly, is going to be the worst event in human civilization. But 
not necessarily in Earth. The Earth would be a better place. Earth has a better chance of surviving. Human civilization, us modernized, over evolved fucking apes, mm. needed a way out. We lost our lives. We started fucking up the world. We're making it go mental. It's literally going to cease to exist. So it's nearly selfless, but it does come to the detriment of civilians. And and every, the, your great grandkids won't yeah. exist, man. Robots no, will. Exist, Robots no. will. The other fear is that what it could do for the wealthy. Like, you'd wonder how long these guys who are inventing them, because these guys are the more or less owners of the world, how much it would just kind of benefit a one percent the wealthy might survive with these people they might be able to live in tandem with them it's absolutely scary man if you think it's not possible if you think that robots won't own the world and run the planet and artificial intelligence will outgrow humans and realize they don't need us and turn on us even though you go oh, they're only invented so are we i mean what the fuck are we yeah obviously we're where are we from something. there's some kind of thing oh, that made yeah. us too not an argument to say they're invented something starts somewhere yeah. creation is creation i'm 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 fully certain that a robotic super intelligence that's better than us at every single facet of life, everything will just actually wipe us out eventually. We would just become irrelevant. It's like the way we view certain creatures. It's just irrelevant. Their intelligence to us won't be us to an ape. It will be us to a cockroach. They just won't be able to consider us. Why don't you consider a cockroach? Why don't you consider an ant? Because you're you're just so much better than it. You you think you matter more. What they're putting into these minds, these robots, this artificial life, they're going to develop all that. They're going to get competitive. They're going to start viewing it in a way. They're going to view you as just so limited. They have better brains than us. Yeah, it's fine. That's what what it's going to be. That's just factually what it's going to be. Look at a phone. Look at a tablet. Look how much that's taken over life already. An iPhone can heart can. It has the fucking Siri thing. It can't talk. It doesn't have a brain. It just has a bit of Google. can get your apps up. It's already taken over the world. If you actually go to people, life sentences for anybody caught on their iPhone in the next week. Life sentences unlikely to get caught, but there will be checks. Guards, my car enter gaff will be random. People would take the risk. Yeah, definitely. People wouldn't go. People wouldn't get their family together and go, guys, putting them in the attic for a week. They'd actually take that risk for the distraction of social media. It's completely changed our whole brains. We're on YouTube, we're on everything. We're already hypnotized by these little fucking powerless things. They've already taken us over. They're already more important than people's lives. There's people still scrolling Instagram at funerals. Obviously, yeah. There's no situation. Mates and car crashes, yeah? yeah. And they're, they're on life support inside. They're not just standing there holding their head. They're taking two-minute breaks and they're they're on YouTube. They're on Instagram. They have taken over our, our morals, our ethics. Mm. They're all that matter now. So if something that small can do that, what do you think it's actually going to be like when these Sophias and these things are completely aware of how humans think any single bit of research we've done or history we have put into their head, they know absolutely everything. They can code quicker. They can do fucking algorithms quicker. They can play sport better. They can do anything better. They just won't understand the point of us anymore. That is what ends humanity. Artificial intelligence always had to be that way. Where did you think it was going when we over-evolved to an extent where we started creating technology? We're creating it to be greater than us. Yeah. In a way, it's a form of... It's, it's a form of mass suicide, but in a way it's nearly required because everything must come to an end. How could humans have functioned with the lost no, religion in society? How could we actually have decided to continue? But this whole thing of downloading your consciousness onto a virtual platform and us living on in a way isn't what actually happens. It would just be artificial intelligence that lives on and changes the world. What will be fascinating is to see like what would the New York skyline look like in 500 years? 
when we're all fucking gone like what is it what do they do yeah yeah yeah. whole thing so crazy I think that we're the innovators I think that we look back at the stone age and laugh and the ice age and laugh I think we were the start of answers kind of coming but it's not answers it's people creating their own answers and robots have the security you know and we never die we're not real there was these real mechanisms these real chemicals that were subject to things like mortality that invented us but they gave us the gift of never dying and they will be the first ever population with a point they'll be the first ever population with a meaning there'll be robots and other planets and everything will come together and they'll finally know their creation story but what made the humans they won't care that much no because that's what's always going to drive us mental that's what's always going to drive us mental that's why antinatalism exists that's why people believe that like human life is something that is it's it's a tragic existence really in some ways because you're doomed doomed to nothingness and you're fucking aware of it that's why they actually don't believe that like procreation is beneficial but we are making these things that will be fully aware of what they are and they'll know absolutely everything and then they will start creating each other and that's where competitors will come in they'll open their own forms of industry their own forms of stock markets and, and there'll be, be families of them there'll yeah, be yeah. families and they'll figure out ways to reproduce well, like, and all that can't be the case yeah. if you're saying it can't be the case why are no. like the greatest minds yeah, recorded scary, on, on planet earth the guys who've basically given us any mechanism we have to live our lives day to day as humans, Stephen Hawking gets laughed at because he taught, like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, he was it's, a robot, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, artificial intelligence yeah. did a lot for him, but people like him, Bill Gates, these guys are saying this. Yeah. These guys are like adamant that AI is, is so dangerous, it is so scary. They're telling us, but we're choosing to ignore it. We just don't really want to know about it. But it is the reality. The reality is that it will end us before climate change. So although climate change is really really serious and we need to pull together look at the other side of the coin as well I don't think it's going to be on us guys so like yeah drive a bit less Mm. maybe consider not just for the environment quitting me but like you don't need your keep cup every fucking day you don't need to look at a driver when you're on your bike and give that to the side of his window by the way and this goes out to all cyclists if a cyclist does ever open pan my window again like that regardless of what I do I'm going to get out of the car, I'm going to go into the back, get a squash racket out, and I'm going to, I'm going to break it over his fucking squash cyclist racket. head. That's, that's the future, Tom. Yeah. That, that is it's the scary. future, and it's not really scary. No, it's, it's you just, just, just got to be at peace with it. You just got to be at peace with it. That's, that's the reality. That's, that's what's occurring, and that's what these people who know the most are telling us, and it all adds up. If you look at the very scary things that have already happened with some of these robotic beings, it's terrifying some of the content that's be... come out think that we won't be the leader on this earth and that our being will be overtaken no, is scary that's the truth though yeah. there'll be no need they won't even understand the concept of there being a homo sapien brain controlling like this shit they'll enter into their own zone of brilliance they are so much they'll be so much better than us yeah. and it's artificial life but it kind of becomes real life because we've given them the mechanism to go do you know what I mean that, that's what it is Microsoft made a, a, a robot on Twitter a few years ago and it had to be closed down now because we started saying absolutely crazy shit started saying like Hitler was right Holocaust wasn't real saying all this offensive shit it knew how to spur up people and get people angry and stuff so they cancel it was called Tay it was called Tay they had to close it down it just knew what it was doing so much it's scary the way they go on it's going to be a manipulation probably won't be the sci-fi films locked in cages and all it would just be complete irrelevance you just won't really have access to any form of yeah you'll be back hunting for food and stuff before you eventually become extinct yeah they won't your shops and all will be gone and it'll be it would be crazy unless they make some kind of kind of agreement that allows you to continue to live and they let Londa still be open but as many of these great minds have said 
why would we expect them to show this compassion or empathy? That's one thing that's not guaranteed because we don't always show it towards other no. creatures. It's very hard as any form of creature to show compassion towards something inferior to you. So can we program with them knowledge that we're greater or will they start to realize with their fucking super minds that we are just trying to... The only thing maybe we're just trying to basically minimize their possible potential in in the world I think that they will quite clearly get to a point where they know that's the case because we are the creator of them maybe they'll respect us or maybe that 1% like you were talking like, about now they'll be able to live with them yeah I just think their ability to analyse data will kind of let them know the context in which we created them and why we did it and it was originally to like eradicate poverty yeah and if we have these things that are working so effectively at such a high pace doing things that we can only ever dream of there'll be so many social issues taken care of but with the intelligence they're going to have which is something not even comparable yeah. to any human mind they're literally better at every single thing you are in a second they know everything that we can know ever and more um, I can't imagine they'll commit their lives yeah. to, to the greater good yeah, special bunch of listeners on my show it's been now many years, my boy. You still don't know my chairs of joy. No need to go, just take it slow. And have you heard the Michael Anthony show? Makes me see the light What about those tears? Believe my eyes How's it make a fair? Makes me 